I'm Bill. And I'm T-Dog. And this is Two Films, Two films, too, too Curious. Where the two of us watch two movies. And we're curious about them. Yes. Now, it's been a little bit since you've heard from us. There's a reason for that, though. Several reasons. A couple reasons. of reasons, right? We had a little bit of snowpocalypse here in February. That got a little dicey. Uh, one half of two films, Two Curious, got married in March. Not to the other half. No, no. Otherwise, two halves <laughs> would have been married. We would have made a hole. Not like a W-H-O-L-E. Anyways, doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> it was me. I got married. Uh, to Two films, Three Curious alum, Devin. It was wonderful. And they uh, met on anyways, the podcast. We met on the podcast. <laughs> anyways, uh, it wouldn't it though? She'll be in the next episode. Uh, for those of you who don't remember her, uh, but also uh, that's the reason why we've had a delay. Uh, so our this is our February episode on uh, what is this? This is February forty forty fourth. Might be more than that. <laughs> I think uh, it's February. 54th. <laughs> no, because there's what? There's 28 days in February. Plus the 26 days we've gone into March. Oh, yeah, 54th. Math's tough, man. <laughs> so, uh, February 54th, where, where we watched uh, as the first in our new series of live action and animated. We mm-hmm. watched Watership Down. From 1978, not the Netflix miniseries, because that's a TV show, not a movie. And Les Miserables, uh, the singing one with Hugh Jackman, not the talking one with not Hugh Jackman. And we oh, talked a talking about, one? That sounds boring. Well, see, so that's the thing. I mean, we'll talk about this later. This is not... We'll talk about this later. It's based... I mean, it's a book, and so they've made movies of the book, but then they made a musical, and then they made a movie of the musical. Oh. So, uh, I've seen, like, the first... You know... Uh, in the it doesn't matter. We'll get to that later. I'm getting I'm getting ahead of myself. We're supposed to be talking about like duty and honor and self sacrifice and repentance, redemption. And atonement, re- redemption. That's sort of our general theme for today. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get started, though, let's thank our patrons on Patreon, uh, co-tagonists Chris and Nick, who have been our patrons for a good long while now, and of course, two films, three curious alum Brenda, and sponsor of. What do you do, MCU? We appreciate uh, our income, and especially thank you for the fact that you paid for an episode that didn't come out in February. We really appreciate that. <laughs> uh, our goal is to get back on track. Uh, I don't think we're going to have two episodes out in March, uh, seeing as we're already at March 26th. <laughs> but my hope is we'll eventually get back on track yeah. so that maybe the June episode comes out in June. We'll see. This is not our job. Uh, I mean, it is our job, but it's not like our. It's our just for funsies. Job. So sometimes we're a little late. I mean, we do make a little bit of money. It's for funds. You know what I mean? It do we have to do taxes for anyway. the, the stuff? You know, actually, sidebar. I I looked it up, <laughs> and I think because we make just under the like this year we made just under the wire. Next year we might. I think that it's if it's more than five hundred dollars, but it may be more than five hundred dollars in a single payment, oh. which we're definitely not making. Uh, but I looked it up because um, if it counted as enough money for a job, I wanted to know if I could then write off this laptop. Yeah, because I needed a laptop to do the podcast. Uh, but it, it wouldn't have. I would have ended up getting like forty dollars back in taxes instead of fifty dollars back. So I was like, Neh. so. Yeah. Anyways, uh, IRS, if you're listening to this, my taxes are kosher. 
Uh, and uh, you don't need to audit me. You should audit Donald <laughs> Trump. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, oh, yeah, this is how it works. Uh, we've not done this podcast in a while, and so I forgot what happens next. Anyways, uh, <laughs> let me tell you a little bit about Watership Down. Right? We're at that part, right? We're at that part of our episode. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll go first. Okay, yeah, you can go first. Tell us a little bit about Les Mis. About Les Mis. So, uh, Jean Valjean. I actually wrote phonetically Valjean. how these names are said, too, because I forgot sometimes. Because they're singing it, and sometimes it sounds weird. Yeah. Uh, he's released. He just served 19 years for stealing bread for his nephew. Mm. Some years for stealing bread, and some years for... Uh, for trying to run. Right. Five years for what you did. The rest because you tried to run. Now 24601. Well, now he's on parole. But that means he can't find any work or accommodation. Uh, A nice bishop takes him in. He steals some silverware from the bishop. And then the police show up and they catch him. And the bishop's like, that was a gift. He didn't steal it. He's a good guy. Uh, He tells Valjean to begin a new and honest life. Valjean assumes a new identity. And he's a changed man now. He is. He was really that bad before. But, you know. No, to steal a loaf of bread to his sister's child was close to death. He was starving. You'll starve again. <laughs> uh, eight years later, he's now a factory owner and a mayor. He is. Uh, Javert shows up as the new chief of police. Uh-oh. They know each other. Uh, they do. It's from before, from prison. <laughs> from prison. Anne Hathaway is fired when it's revealed she has an illegitimate daughter, uh, Cosette, who is living with some... I don't remember their name, so I just wrote the fucky innkeepers. Um, Anne yeah, Hathaway the Tim sells... Burton, the Tim Burton characters. Yeah, yeah, really, the Tim Burton characters. Uh, Anne Hathaway sells her body, literally, or like her hair, her teeth, and her actual body to support her daughter. Uh, Javert shows up, arrests her, but Valjean recognizes her and takes her to the hospital. She's about to die, uh, so Valjean's like, hold on, I'll go do something. Turns out someone else is being accused of being Valjean because remember he's not himself. He has a he's an identity, new identity. He's like, nah, you can't put that man. He's innocent. I'm Valjean. You see, Your Honor, it's true. This man bears no more guilt than you. He says it. <laughs> well, he sings. It. You'll you'll know the song parts because I've only seen it one time. <laughs> <laughs> um, then he goes back to Anne Hathaway. He's like, I'll take care of your daughter. Uh, he pays off the fucking innkeepers and then he flees with. Uh, Anne Hathaway's daughter, and they hide in a convent. He becomes a philanthropist to the poor in Paris. It, this has, I didn't know this movie had like a couple of big year jumps. It was like, oh, yeah. Here's nine yeah. years, here's 10 years. Um, it was the book after, is long. It's like, yeah, like a Count of Monte Cristo long. Right. I realized again, this is an audio format, so you can't <laughs> see me holding my hands wide. But um, and then I wrote, after the only nice government man dies. The friends of the ABC are going to have a revolt. Uh, Newt Scamander, who is a member of the Friends, he is. He loves Cosette and asks Eponine, the fucking innkeeper's daughter. This is like it's almost gotten to like weird family tree shit, and that's why kind of kind of why I liked it to find <laughs> her. He meets up with her, and then Eponine is brokenhearted because she also loves Newt Scamander. Valjean um, wants to flee to England. Man, I wrote, even what I wrote, I sometimes don't understand. Um, <laughs> Cosette leaves a letter for Newt that says that she loves him. Um, 
Eponine hides it. Javert shows up and he's like, hey, guys, I'm a rebel, too. Didn't you know that? Except then they're like, no, nah, you're a policeman. Um, then Eponine takes a bullet and dies. She gives the letter to Newt. Newt writes a new letter and then uh, Valjean intercepts it. And then he joins the revolution because he's going to protect Newt because him and his daughter, his adopted daughter's in love. Uh, Valjean says, I'm going to kill Javert, but then he lets him go. Soldiers kill everyone except for Newt and Valjean. They escape in the sewers. The fucking innkeeper shows up again. He's like, I'm going to take this ring from this dead dude. And then Valjean's like, he's not dead. Also, lead lead us out of here or else I'm going to hurt you. They get out, but guess who's waiting for him? Do you know? It's Javert. He's there. Javert. (laughs) Colbert. Stephen Colbert is there. But this movie's wild. In a crazy twist of fate, now Javert lets them go. Uh, and then I found on the Wikipedia thing, I love how they how they phrase this. Morally disturbed by the mor- mercy of his own nemesis <laughs> and his own in return, he kills himself. Javert he throws himself into the river. Uh, Newt survives. He wasn't dead. He was just, you know, like previously injured. Yeah. Sick um, for a little bit. Yeah. Injured on his insides. Yeah. Um, My bleeding's all eternal. That's what the place is supposed to be. <laughs> uh, Newton Cosette are reunited. Valjean reveals, kind of like tells them his whole life story. Um, then at their wedding, the fucking innkeeper shows up and he's like, Valjean's a bad guy. He was taking bodies from the thing. Look, I got this ring from it. And Newt's like, that's my own ring, you dumbass. Um, <laughs> lost my spot. He's like, psych, that's the wrong ring. And everyone goes, oh. <laughs> um, then they find Valjean in a convent. He's old and he's dying. Uh, they, he gives him these letters of confession. And then he dies. But then when he dies, guess who he sees? He sees Anne Hathaway. He sees the bishop. He sees all his friends from the ABC. Yep. And he, then he dies happy. Happy ending. Okay. Uh, that ending makes me cry every time. I got a little bit of goosebumps when you even said it. And even in the fashion that you said it, I was like, <laughs> like the first time I watched it, I don't think I was expecting it. Uh, for mm. the, for, I don't I think I've said this on here before. Two films through curious alum. Devin really likes to show me movies that make me cry at the end, uh, which is not hard. Like I cry at a lot of movies, uh, but I wasn't expect. I don't, I don't know why I wasn't expecting it, but I wasn't expecting it in this one. And then we got to the end and I just sobbed like it was bad. Uh, and so then we watched it again because I thought we were never going to be able to do it for this episode or for this podcast. Uh, and I was like, oh, fine, I'll just watch it again instead of waiting. And I watched it again, and then I just sobbed at the end again. Uh, and so when I watched it for this podcast, I didn't watch the last, like, 30 minutes. Um, also, I ran out of time, but mostly I just didn't watch the last 30 minutes because I didn't want to cry. I was going to watch it today, and instead I watched a, a Suicide Squad and a Justice League, and I didn't cry in any of those. So anyways, uh, I love that movie. And uh, I think that's a pretty uh, shockingly concise uh, description of what happened in this very long movie, which is a yeah. shockingly descri- <laughs> concise version of an exceptionally long book. <laughs> Watership Down is not, there's no sing. I mean, there's a little bit of singing, but it's not, it's not in the movie. It's the song. It's just a song. <laughs> <clears throat> Watership Down starts uh, with uh, a sort of, Greek Roman mythology. It's so cool. Uh, I love the opening for the movie. 
it's so great. It's this mythology story about the creation of the animals of the world uh, and uh, the way that the rabbits uh, were developed. Uh, the rabbit, uh, like it, it talks about how all of the other animals were given the abilities to hunt the rabbits and the rabbits were given the abilities to be fast. And they were like, you will always be, what is the, the line? I love the line. Something about like, you're going to be hunted. You will always be hunted but first they'll have to catch you uh, or something like that. It's so cool. I love that part. Anyways, in the present day, uh, in a rabbit warren, uh, a seer named Fiverr has a vision about uh, like that the, the warren is going to be destroyed. Uh, and he's like, we got to get out of here. And his brother Hazel is like, I believe you. We need to go talk. And so they talk to the chief and the chief is like, no, that's fucking stupid. Also, he tells uh the head of his police force that is called Owlsla, uh, to get them to not leave because you need, you need the people. You don't want to start to panic. Yeah. Can't. Right. Uh, anyways, they end up, they, they end up fleeing anyways, a bu- with a bunch of others. Uh, and they pass, like, as they're leaving, you see, like, there's a billboard that says, yep, sure enough, we're going to make it a residential development. So he was right. Even though rabbits can't read. <laughs> they're just like, Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> They go, they're running away and like Fiverr had had like a vision of like a place to live um, where they could go. And like the only lady in their group is killed by a hawk. Uh, they end up having to like they try and cross the street and they see a which is a car and the car almost runs them over but then they get past. Uh, and then they oh, they find this other warren and they're like, oh, let's hang out here. And the, there's something going on. There's like, mm, it's a little It's unnerving. a little bit too good. Right, yeah. There's like, <laughs> you're just like, they're like, yeah, we just get tons of carrots all the time from the farmer that lives here. And they're like, that sounds suspicious. And it turns out that, yeah, there's rabbit snares all over the farm that are trying to catch these rabbits. And they're like, nah, fuck it. We're not going to stay here. We can't deal with that. The farmer's uh, trading they, carrots for rabbits. Right, which is <laughs> disappointing if you're a rabbit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then they go to a farm, which apparently, according to Wikipedia, is called Nuthanger Farm, and that's hilarious. I know. I, I was laughing when I was like reminding myself <laughs> of, this, of, this, of the movie. Uh, <clears throat> they find a whole bunch of domesticated rabbits in there, and they're going to free them so that they can have uh, a more uh, diverse swath of genetic makeup in their rabbit warren so that they can that's have what they say. rabbit warren. They do. They say diverse <laughs> swath. <laughs> Uh, and, but they can't because a cat and a dog also live on the farm. And they chase them away. Then they find uh, the the place that they're supposed to live, Watership Down, and they go there. Uh, they have a there's a seagull that's there, and they befriend the seagull, and the seagull flies out to go try and find other rabbits, and uh, they end up finding this other Warren. Uh, Eve, evil it's, rabbits. Yeah, it's, it's evil and. Uh, General Woundwort is his name. He he's like they go there and they end up breaking a whole bunch of other people out. Uh, and then Woundwort comes to their war and is like, "You need to you need to surrender all of the people or we'll kill you." And he's like, "Listen, we can we can team up. Like it'll be we can live together. It'll be fine." And they're like, "No." And so they go into the war and they patch up all of their holes so that the person like so Woundwort's people can't come get him. And uh, Fiverr has another vision. And like his mysterious things that he's saying make Hazel, his brother, think, oh, we can I know how to stop this. And he goes back to the farm uh, with a couple of the other rabbits and they let the dog out. Who let the dog out? Hazel. Hazel. (laughs) He lets the dog out 
and the dog chases the rabbits all back to the warren, and then the dog just eats all of uh, Woundwort's rabbits. Just fucks them right up. Uh, and then they like they end up staying at Watership Down, and it's all wonderful. And several years later, uh, Hazel is visited by like uh, the god of the rabbits, and he's like, hey, I want you to come join my police force in heaven. And he's like, but what about these rabbits? And he's like, these rabbits are safe. You did your job. And he's like, all right, I'll come with you. And then he dies. And I cry at the end of that, too. Again, I have goosebumps. <laughs> I think really the theme of this is let's pick two movies that I cry at the end of. Two specific ones. Any they could have yeah, picked any a number of, of other ones. But I wanted these two ones. I wanted to... I did watch the end of this one, even though I stopped right before it, and then I went back and watched it and cried. Uh, but yeah. Uh, before we get into fun facts, uh, no, I guess we'll do fun facts and then I'll ask you this question. Look, do you have some fun facts about these movies? I do. So uh, first for Les Mis, this one I think is really cool. As as a person that has been interested in like sound design and stuff and how they do stuff for I movies, is I that, know fact, you awesome. know, Soundtrack for movies, especially musicals, are usually recorded months in advance, and then they just kind of ad lib them. Not ad lib, but like lip sync. <laughs> really, essentially lip sync on yeah. set. But yeah. for this film, nearly every song was recorded live on the set uh, to mm-hmm. capture the spontaneity of the performances. All the actors and actresses really, really liked that. Um, the only one that was recorded in a studio, or one of the only ones, was the first song because of all the water noises and stuff going on. So that makes sense. There was, there's a lot of, this is something we'll talk about later on too. I think there's a lot of like people who like, like musicals on stage, uh, getting angry about musicals that are not on stage, like the, mm-hmm. a, a movie version of a, of an onstage musical. And some people felt that, that the way that they did it made it so that it was obvious that like it they didn't give him the opportunity to make it perfect yeah. i don't know people had beef with it i thought it was that, awesome but I think that was cool. Rus- that was russell crowe singing for sure yeah oh yeah <laughs> speaking feet. of next fun fact due to the physical demands of daily singing no one on the cast was allowed to have alcohol huh. <clears throat> russell crowe admitted it was a challenge to not be able to drink <laughs> <laughs> um this this one was pretty cool the set for Diagon Alley from Sorcerer's Stone uh-huh. was remodeled and used for the barricade scene. Oh, oh, so that was the that same makes set. Sense. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. I could see that. Yeah, huh? Interesting. Ties into the next one because it's about Eddie Redmayne, who is Newt's commander. Uh, his audition was on his iPhone. He recorded oh. himself singing while on a movie break in like for making another movie <laughs> in his trailer. I it's interesting when you hear about like what was that the end of the Florida project was all shot on iPhones because they filmed it at Disneyland and they had to mm-hmm. do it all secret or Disney World, um, and or just like movies in general that like the entire movie like this whole movie was shot on iPhone seven stuff. So that's super neat. I think that's super interesting. Or I mean, like it's the, still like the, the budgets ri- are like a million dollars, but or like the river scene in Desolation of Smog. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like GoPro. Um, Honestly, that's the best scene in. in <laughs> The entire I mean, Hobbit trilogy. It's very specific that. shots that just look out of place. The scene it's itself perfect. is great. It's a flawless movie. <laughs> part of that movie. It's the only flawless part of that movie. Yeah. Um, anyway. This one is also just kind of funny. Uh, Javert say, says, <clears throat> says slash sings his own name seven times in the film. Uh, you know, no, people Javert. always say their name. 
people always say their name. <laughs> Do not forget me. Do not forget my name. See, that's what he, he wants you to not forget his name. That's why he says his name so many times. He's got to say it. Um, for Watership Down, the British Board of Film Classification still receives complaints every year <laughs> about Watership Down because they classified it as you, which is suitable for all. It's a very dark film. <laughs> it's it's kind of a bummer in parts of it. It's It has some sad elements, for sure. Which, which kind of goes into the next one, that it's widely considered to be the most violent animated PG film ever made. <laughs> because it was released before PG-13 existed, so... Fun fact, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, Secret of Nim, which is another movie that I want to do for mm-hmm. this. That one was listed on here, too, as like one of the other ones. It was uh, when it was being made. Uh, was it Don Bluth? I can't remember. I think it's Don Bluth. Wanted, he intentionally was like, I want to make, make a movie that's not going to be rated PG. Like, I want to make a violent kids or like a violent animated movie. Uh, and they're like, you see blood, like you see them die. And they were like, no, but it's PG. And he's like, damn it. <laughs> I think someone says shit at one point. Like, he tried really hard and it didn't. He just wouldn't let him do it. Wouldn't let him have it. Uh, most of the locations in the movie either exist or are based on real places in Hampshire, England, and surrounding areas. I read something about... Watership Down sounds like a nonsense British place name. Yeah, what was I? Oh, I was reading that in the in his other one in Plague Dogs, the place that it, that Plague Dogs is inspired by, uh, is still exists or whatever. It's not called that, but it it still exists. Uh, it was the first animated movie to be presented in Dolby Stereo in theaters, which is just huh? a weird little neat fact. And in this you know one, I learned? yeah, well, go ahead. This is unrelated to anything <laughs> except it's kind of related. <laughs> Because it's a first. Do you know what the first movie to be released on DVD was? No. Twister. Here's the kicker. It was released on DVD before DVD players were commercially available. So who is it for? Who's to say? (laughs) It's for the collectors, obviously. Uh, Yeah, I mean, what if you have one of the first printings of DVD ever? (laughs) Um, this one I noticed watching it actually in my uh, very brief experience of seeing rabbits run when either Vader chases them or my job when we had rabbits. The rabbits were brought into the studio and animators studied their movements because they looked they moved pretty realistically. Richard Adams, who I think was actually pretty in it, like pretty involved in the making of the movie, is very. I mean, he's an environmentalist. He's writing these stories because he had said I read an interview or a clip from an interview where he was talking about how. He wanted to make Watership Down because he feels like, at least when he was writing these books, that we don't think of animals as anything other than things unless you're a child. Like a ch- mm-hmm. Only a child thinks of a rabbit as a person and not a thing. And so he wanted to be like, no, this is, this, these, are, these are creatures. These are living entities, not just, you know, yeah. a rock or whatever. <laughs> I thought that was interesting. But yeah, I mean, it makes sense that he would want to make sure that that accuracy was uh, touted in this yeah. movie. <clears throat> Those are all our fun facts. Those are pretty fun movies. facts. What did you think <clears throat> about these movies? I really liked them both. I, Les Mis, I liked, but also I felt like it was overhyped. Only because the people that are like, 
especially as I was growing up and like when it first came out. Yeah. People that are fans of this, of this musical even and movie are like, they're like Rick and Morty fan level of, <laughs> well, I guess it's the opposite way. Rick and Morty fans are like Les Mis levels <laughs> of like singing the songs all the time. Yeah. Talking about the characters all the time. <clears throat> and that hype was still in my heart. I think when I watched this movie, because <laughs> that was a I long time that. ago, but still, you know, I'm, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. But I really I liked it. I liked the songs. <laughs> I liked all the characters. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I love a story of like frenemies. I mean, they're not really, they become friend part of that only when they let each other go at the end of the movie. But like, right. I just love that. I love that. <laughs> that sort of nemesis interaction between the two of them. I love that Aang and Zuko thing going on. Yeah. Um, cat and mouse. Cat and mouse. That rabbit and dog uh, relationship <laughs> that they have. Um, and then Watership Down. I mean, I love movies about animals. That's not a, that's a a given thing. Yeah. Um, like I said, I really like the beginning of it a lot. I love setting up a mythology for your world, like right away, to explain yeah. why things are the way they are. And then I was like, it was more gruesome than I expected. Yeah, it's pretty. Not it's even pretty just like hard. physically gruesome, but like the crazy. I don't know themes that you don't expect right, yeah, in the, a kids' movie. You don't expect like, oh, they're gonna they'll all make it there, and then like, oh no, one of them is dead. The hot got yeah. her. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It's not like it's it's not like it's not like Star Wars where faceless bad guys die, and when a when a person when an important person dies, like it's like all right, there's a moral gravity here. No, when mm-hmm. when I can't remember her name, I think it's Violet. When the lady rabbit dies, when the hot gets her, it's just that's it, and it's done. They're like, well, we gotta move on, or else we're gonna die too. Like we gotta. This is yeah. This is real shit. This is war. Yeah, I like that movie a lot. It is, and it's, yeah, you're right. It's super gruesome. Uh, I think that it's interesting. They only a little bit use this, like, uh, Owlsla, or when they call a car a crudoo. Mm-hmm. But uh, Richard Adams wrote, like, there's a, there's a, the language has a name that the rabbits speak. Let's see. Watership oh. down. I can't remember what it's called, but. Let's see. Lapine. It's not as developed as like Dothraki or no. Klingon. No. <laughs> but it does have there's linguistic analysis in it. Like uh, there's let's see, it's Lapine is a fictional language created by Richard Adams for Watership Down. Uh, it's used again in the sequel that he wrote. Uh, but the fragments of the language contain only a few dozen distinct words and are used chiefly in the naming of rabbits. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, I mean, it's something that he, he, he took time to think about what it would be. So I think that's interesting. He had, he cared a lot about the world building of this yeah. story that exists in our world. I thought that was interesting. That, like I said, it's my favorite, was my favorite part of it. Let's, uh, let's talk about some similarities and differences. I, uh, I think a, a big difference here. And I don't know if you've picked up on this. It's probably my only difference that I wrote down. Watership Down is a cartoon. Oh, it's not. But mine is just as obvious. And Les Mis <laughs> is live action. That's not the same thing. That's thematic for this year, I think. Watership Down is in two dimensions. Les Mis is also in two dimensions when you watch right. it. I didn't have 3D classes. <laughs> so I guess that's the similarity. 
I have, I have, I said one has lots of people and one has practically no people. That's true. <laughs> because the farmer's in it, so it doesn't have no people, but. <laughs> Both of them have rats, though. There are rats yes. in Watership Down, and Javert is a rat. <laughs> at least at the end when he pretends to not be a rat. But then, uh, what's his name? The small Bean? The boy that dies? I can't remember his name. Oh, that little. He's very little sad. Street urchin boy or whatever. General Amok is dead. Yeah. He's the one that's like, you're a rat. I don't think he says rat, though. And I'm, if he did, he'd be like, this. And I'm certain when they're in the sewers and stuff, there's a rat in the background somewhere, I'm oh, sure. Oh, probably. Didn't, uh, wasn't there a rat in the stew in the, in, in the innkeeper's stew? Oh, I, I think so. Anyways, similarity, <clears throat> both movies have rats. I have, and oh, we'll just get all the funny, all the nonsense ones out of the way. <laughs> uh, I have that they both have nonsense names. Sorry, France. <laughs> they do. Because like, they all just the names of, why is John Paul John a name? Yeah. Oh, everybody knows it's John Paul Jones. Come on. Uh, like, and then, I mean, of course the rabbit ones are not because it's rabbits naming things, but like, I was like Fiverr, Watership Down, Woundwort, Hazel. It was an actual word, wrong. I guess. <laughs> uh, another another uh, difference, Watership Down is almost entirely talking, except for when Art Garfunkel sings, and Les Mis is almost entirely singing, singing. except at the beginning. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, this one, uh, this one is actually I. The parallels of this were almost uncanny. Yeah, in, the, in both of them, for my first like real similarity, <laughs> is that they both end with a big battle. The villain, quote unquote, commits suicide. I wrote that Wound War committed suicide by dog because yeah. he just like he's like I'll fight that dog, and then he went to go fight it instead of trying to run away. Right, which and they both have. Real. There was no way he was going to fight that dog. Yeah, and as I wrote, allegedly because they never find his body. Right, <laughs> uh, and then I have, both have the hero, quote unquote, dying peacefully in bed among friends. Similarly, uh, I said that both movies end with the hero being called away to heaven. Yeah, and you actually see a heaven-like thing going on. Mm-hmm. I uh, I really like that in both movies. As the hero is dying, they're like, I got to make sure that, like, I can't go yet. I got to make sure it's okay. And mm-hmm. then Cosette and the Black Rabbit are both like, not Cosette, Anne Hathaway. What's her name? And the Black Rabbit are both like, it's okay. You've done so much. You can you can, you can, can be done now. Yeah. You deserve this. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What did I? Oh, I said something about, in my notes, Jean Valjean does what he does in part as atonement for his sins. He lives an honest life because the priest saved him. Hazel does what he does mostly for survival. Both are mm-hmm. for both are for survival other than physical self-survival because Valjean is for his spiritual survival as well as the survival of his daughter and Hazel is for the survival of the rabbits in his warren. Like obviously Hazel wants to live too, but he does what he does. He yeah, sacrifices he makes those choices. his safety to save his warren. And I mean, Jean Valjean sacrifices his safety too when he's with the rebels and everything else. So yeah, yeah, they're both he's good uh, loaf of bread leaders. Yes, yes. Which is interesting because I mean, they are both amazing leaders, but uh, Jean Valjean really takes a. I mean, he's not out here trying to take over with the uh, the revolutionaries. Yeah. He's just he's 
he's a good he's a good mentor he's a good guide yeah he's not a leader as in a person who's in charge and i don't think i mean hazel really isn't he's not the head of the warren even at the end i think end up like doesn't bigwig end up being the person in charge oh i thought it was warren? i thought it was hazel was it hazel maybe it is maybe i'm just but i, I feel like hazel is not Hazel is not power hungry the way that Wound yeah. or, oh, or any of the other ones. He is chosen. If right, if it he is, he did not choose it for himself. Yeah. yeah, and Jean Valjean was mayor at one point, so he was also chosen. Yeah, I think also it's interesting that Jean Valjean started as a good person. Even the reason why he yeah, went to the jail reason why he went to jail was for a good cause. Right. And then angered by his mistreatment, he steals from the bishop, which he probably shouldn't have done. But no. then the bishop I mean, it's been 19 compassion. years. He was mad. Right. And the bishop shows him compassion. And that's what he makes him be like, no, 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 I need to be a good person. Like, I, I, I can't let that. Like, I know I am. And Hazel does not have, I feel like Hazel doesn't have that character development. Hazel is, More, Hazel is who he is. Pretty throughout. consistently, yeah. Yeah, but also Les Mis is like twice as long as Watership Down, yeah. so they have more time to explore these things. That's true. <clears throat> I have that both um, have a physical location change towards the beginning that then like kind of is the driving force for the mental and spiritual changes that the characters go through. And they're like, John Valjean getting out of prison and then his interaction with the bishop and then Hazel and Fiverr and everyone leaving the Warren um, yeah. to establish their own, essentially. And like all the stuff that they go through on the way that they both put themselves in disadvantageous situations to help others, which is kind of what we just talked about. But that like it's that it's that moving that makes them have those changes. And like we said, Hazel doesn't change very much, but mm-hmm. like does kind of grow into it more, I guess, of leading the rabbits. Another one that I have here, oh, is that Valjean's good deeds are returned to him like in life. Mm-hmm. Like uh, he saves the man under the cart, uh, which was a selfless act on behalf of Valjean. And then that's the man who's digging the graves at the nunnery that was like, oh my God, it's you. Yeah, let's get you safe. Oh, that hides him, yeah. Right. And Hazel is selfless in his protection of the Warren. His payment comes than in the fact that his family is safe, which I guess is the same thing, but it's not, it doesn't, it, it's not as one-to-one like that. Like, Oh, yeah. hey, you helped me. I'll help you. It's just sort of Hazel consistently puts in the work to do this. Oh, I thought yeah. that was interesting. I don't know if that's a similarity yeah. or a difference or if it's both. <laughs> I, th- I think it's both because at the same time, yeah, most of Hazel's reward is in the afterlife really. Yeah. But Valjean does have or good things happen to his... him in his life. Yeah. Into the afterlife, or is like, I mean, Valjean gets is, both. So right, yeah, but it's <laughs> it's his afterlife, and also like the the perpetuation of his family of his lineage. Mm-hmm. I think I have. Let's see, another one that I was thinking about. Oh, Lemus has more side stories. You hear more about the other characters, and again, it's probably because it's yeah. twice as long. But there's <laughs> there's motivations for other characters in there. There's motivations for Eponine and. Uh, you hear about, like, you know more about all of the characters and not just the ones that they, they want you to focus on, which is yeah. understandable. But Everyone's singing at some point. Yep. Except the bishop. Does the bishop sing? Or does he just talk? 
On more than one occasion, Valjean offers to trade his life for someone else's. And Hazel does too, Mm -hmm. except he offers it to God. Well, to El Harara. And he's like, "Uh, I've not prayed to you. I don't have the words for it. (laughs) And if you do not fight, to hell with you. (laughs) We really should have paired Watership Down and Conan the Barbarian. That actually, yeah, for the last battle, that, that fits pretty well. <laughs> what they will remember is that one war and stood against many. <laughs> he is Hazel, a rabbit. He will not cry. I cry for him. That's when they burn Violet's body up at the top of the warren. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how they got it back from that hawk, but it was a little owl pellets. <laughs> that's horrible. Oh, that's anyway. <laughs> We like this movie and we like rabbits here. We do. I've we never do. eaten rabbit that I, I know of. As far as I know, I also have never eaten rabbit. Now, if I went to another one of those Lord of the Rings things and they offered rabbit stew, I probably would eat it. But I haven't yet. So currently I'm still on the level. It says something about me that if there's Lord of the Rings thing and it was themed that I would probably eat the meat, be honest. <laughs> But it's fine. Let's talk about uh, the big difference here. Animated versus live action. What do you think... What do you think makes... Wa- does does Is Watership Down better for being animated? I think so. Because training those rabbits <laughs> would have been a hell of a task. <laughs> you know, yeah, I feel like... I was thinking about other movies like Babe or Home Alone. I mean, not Home Alone. Homeward Bound. And how there's not like... There's not like a lot of inter animal <laughs> conflict. Yeah. There's not like combat. Uh, and so I think that, yeah, I think especially in 78, we weren't out here with a, a ton of great CG and it would have looked odd or bad. Uh, yeah. I guess they could have I, done puppets, but I don't think that would have worked either. I think it helps the plot too, although I guess that speaks more to the book than to the movie that like the kind of driving thing is we need to find does or yeah. we're it's we're all just going to die. And then that's the end of our lineage, which if it were humans, they're like, let's look for some chicks is scummy and gross. But yeah, it's rabbits. Yeah. And it's like a thing for survival. It, it, that it's appropriate. It doesn't feel right. like place at all. Yeah. I think also, Oh, how do you feel about, so this is, this is one, uh, the Netflix version of it is a, mm-hmm. it's a more sort of standard 3d animation. Oh, uh, and there's a on the Criterion Collection version of Watership Down. There's an interview or a, a little thing that it's um, uh, Guillermo del Toro talking about how amazing Watership Down is. And one of the things that he says is that he he this animation studio. I can't remember if it was this one or if it was a different one. This animation studio was a lesser animation studio when this movie came out, uh, and because of that, the quality of the animation looks lower but the heart mm-hmm. of it feels more because they poured a ton into this. It's like all of their, yep. everything was meant for this movie. And I think that the animation in this show's heart, when they, when I saw the trailer for the Netflix one, I would still like to watch it. I haven't seen it yet, um, but it feels, it feels like it's harder to connect with the animation. I was just going to say, I just looked up a picture of it uh-huh. and I felt very much like, thanks, I hate it. 
So <laughs> maybe I need to see it in motion. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, it, I don't like it. It's it's. I don't know purist about like remake versus original. Right. I, I often like remakes more, but I don't know that I would like this more. <laughs> Being honest. Yeah, I I mean I want to give it a shot, and I probably will eventually. But I after when I saw that that one was coming out, and I then I watched this one. I was like, I don't need to. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not out here being like, I want to see another version of it. I'm pretty good with this. I don't even know if I need yeah. to read the book, although I probably ought to. Sometimes Similarly, you're pleasantly surprised. I, the Princess Bride book I thought would never match up to the movie, and I think it's like better, if not just as good. There so. you go. How do you feel about do you do you think that Les Mis is better for being live action? Better for being live action or better for being a musical? Both. Would you have um, preferred Les Mis to be animated? Would you have preferred Les Mis to not have singing? I think it had to have been live action. I think that... Like, barring the fact that, that it's go. an adaptation of a Broadway musical. Besides that, would yeah, you think? I was, I was going to say, it, an animated musical... I mean, a lot of Disney ones are like that, but that they just yeah. have songs kind of in it. It's not right. really a musical. Yeah. Um, I think that, like... 99% musical like Les Mis is would kind of be weird animated. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think that you, it, since it focuses on all human characters and, you know, the troubles and the tribulations of their lives, I think that you, I mean, even now, I mean, animation, 3D animation is almost there of like really capturing the likeness of someone's body language and like facial expressions. But I feel like you needed that in this movie. You needed the, to see Wolverine's face. Yeah. He sings those words. You needed to see the claws come out. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that, I mean, I was thinking, I was trying to come up with when you were saying that about other full length animated musicals that do like that. And yeah, I can't Mm -hmm. come up with any really either, except for, for weird ones like interstellar five, 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 which is not the same thing. It's not even a musical. Um, or it's a music video doom star requiem which is 45 minutes long so it's not full length either uh but it's different and i yeah i think that i think that the seriousness and sincerity of of lame is of the is performances yeah. right is heightened by the live action performances in the movie uh i guess this also accidentally is part of adaptation in so much as it's no. a, a movie based on a book and then it's a, a movie based on a musical based on a book. If we're talking about movies, it, adaptation is going to come up almost More every time. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you said after after watching both of these movies, how interested are you in in reading the books? I am, I think, more interested in, in the Les Mis book, probably. Because yeah. it, it even in, I knew... Like I heard it was based on a book. I didn't. I wasn't consciously thinking that while I was watching the movie. But the movie, yeah. it you can tell that like this is scratching the surface of something. Like there's probably a lot more background in a lot of these things. Like yeah. Valjean's whole story. How how did he become suddenly? Oh, and now he's an entrepreneur in Paris with like the time jumps and stuff. I'm sure that some of that is explained in the book. I would imagine. I know there's still time jumps, but still. Yeah. Like I. I understand the necessity of it to slimming it down, which apparently it was going to be like four hours and they got it down to two and a half or whatever. We need the Snyder cut of Les Mis. <laughs> and then we need it re-released in black and white. 
Uh, are you interested in watching... Who? Let me see who's in it, in the live action where there's not singing. Uh, lame is... Wouldn't say that I'm not interested in the Watership Down book. I think that if I'm going to pick one or the other, I'm more interested in the Les Mis book. That makes sense. Let's see. A film adaptation of Les Mis. Where's the thing? Novel of the same name. All right. So the. When did this one come out? uh, The musical one? Or the. The The live action one came out in. The most recent live action, yeah. Non-musical. I think I'm thinking of... Oh, 1998. 1998. Oh, that's more recent than I thought. Uh, Liam Neeson and Jeffrey Rush. And Uma Thurman. Liam Neeson is Jean Valjean. Jeffrey Rush is Javert. Uma Thurman... Oh, that would be be a good Javert. Uh, Claire Danes is Cosette. Let's see. Who else in here is uh, a fun person to talk about? That's it. Those are the people that jump out at me. But anyways, I think that would be... I remember seeing just the beginning of it, I think, actually, in French class. Uh, and thinking it was good. But... I'm more uh, interested. I think that the, the musical... It, I would only watch it if someone was like, hey, you need to watch this movie. And I'm like, mm, okay. But I I think kind of like Watership Down. I'm, I'm good. I've seen the one that I want to see. If I saw it live, yeah. maybe. But That'd be different, yeah. I'm doing fine. <laughs> There were there were a lot of the fun facts I skipped over, that were like, the people in Les Mis, like were already Les Mis people in a way. Like Anne Hathaway's mom, yeah, played someone in something. Huh. Did you did you uh, did you see the fun fact about how the song that Anne Hathaway sings in Les Mis is also in Commitments? Because uh, after watching it, I thought, oh no, I'm gonna laugh at that scene, and no, I didn't, because it's still a really powerful scene in that movie. Uh, we're back. Oh, did I pause for a minute? Oh, it, it paused for a little. I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apologies to those listening. I think I'm going to try my best to edit out most of these hiccups. But if you get a hiccup, I apologize. Anyways, uh, what's another? Oh, do you have any questions? I guess my question, I've asked a couple, but do you have any questions for me? I do have a question. And I feel like I ask some variation of this question every time we... Uh, record a podcast episode <laughs> of like what else would you pair with um, so but what would you pair with Watership Down strictly for it being animated reasons and I'm going to say like to try to match up the style of animation in that it's older what? like it it looks like an old style of animation right? yeah you can watch it and be like oh that definitely came out in the 70s or like or hmm. early 80s um, yeah. <clears throat> for some reason, it reminds me of some of like it almost reminds me of like rotoscope stuff. Yeah. Only because I guess because they studied the rabbits and they really got the movement down. Yeah. Not that it obviously it is all hand drawn animation or hand written, whatever. Right. Um, but like it almost reminded me of like Fire and Ice or Boxy Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Honestly, either I don't of know those if you would... would be. I would be interested in at least comparing the animation there. Or uh, something like um, the Black Cauldron. Oh yeah, uh, would be interesting to pair with this to discuss the like a movie that almost tanked the Disney Studio because nobody went to go see it. But it was like this is one of the best. You know, we're we're at the top. We're doing really good two D animation. Yeah. Come see our movie or whatever. 
Um, so maybe something like that, or I guess on the other side of it, uh, maybe something like Bugs Life or uh, an older 3D old Pixar 3D. movie, oh. so that you can see like this is what this is what a 2D animated movie made not by the best people. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like I don't, I don't want people to think that I'm talking out here like Watership Down is some suck ass movie, but it's not. They were not the the lead studio at the time yeah versus pixar who was it then just the 3d studio at the time but they weren't it was we now know how much better they can be but mm-hmm. still both movies have this tremendous heart so watership down and bugs life plus then you've got the similarities between its animals and stuff that's true i like that pairing that's a good one and then just the other side of what would you put with Les Mis for strictly like musical reasons, I guess. Maybe like maybe a historical musical. Yeah. You can think or, of one. Uh, hmm. Hmm. You know, I don't know. What other musicals would I pair with Les Mis? Uh oh, I just had one and it's gone now. Oh, you could pair Mamma Mia with Les Mis so you can talk about how much Pierce, people hate Pierce Brosnan singing just the same as they hate uh, Russell Crowe singing. Uh, but that's probably not the goal here. Uh, what else? Other live action music. Oh, Phantom of the Opera. Boom. People Ooh. also have trouble with uh, the, the whole the difference. Phantom. Yeah. Well, whoever the singing is for the Phantom, they don't like his singing. Uh, and they don't like Russell Crowe singing in Les Mis. And they're, and they're huge fans. The guy. Isn't it the same guy? I don't know. Is it the same guy? Isn't it the same guy? Who made... Uh, Tom Hooper did Les Mis. And Tom Hooper also did... Uh, let's see. Oh, he did a uh, King's Speech. I didn't know that. Oh. Uh, and Nope, he did not do Phantom of the Opera. Oh, he did Cats. <laughs> No, but I think that, I mean, I like Phantom of the Opera. I feel like Phantom of the Opera and Les Mis both were part of that, like, the theater kids at your junior high and high school that were also kind of the alt kids. That's what I'm saying. It also has hardcore fans. Yeah. I I saw Phantom of the Opera in the theater because, like, all of the other kids at my school were like, yeah, let's go see Phantom of the Opera. Okay. And then I loved it. Uh, But, yeah, I think that I think that that would be, I mean, sometimes... Uh, I know you guys don't want to know how the sausage is made uh, and the sausage is the podcast. <laughs> uh, but sometimes we come up with these pairings where like, this is too samey. And I think that maybe Les Mis and, and uh, Phantom of the Opera would be too samey. It would be hard to come up with differences, but that would be interesting. I guess. Or something that was like, oh, like Hamilton, where it's not a movie, it's just a recording of the stage production. Yeah. So you could talk about what's the difference between a movie that is adapted from a musical and a movie that's just the physical recording of a musical. And they're very similar in that it's like historical revolutionary, uh, revolutionary time jumps a person in it. And it's not about the revolution. Yeah. It's about the person. Yeah. It's really yeah. about the one person. There we go. That's my pairing. Did you have an answer? I mean, pretty much what we just talked. <laughs> I mean, I would agree with both of those. I think those would be good. Good <laughs> well, uh, I don't think I have any other questions. Do you have any more questions? Mm-hmm. I think that's it then. Uh, our next episode is going to be uh, not animated in live action together. It's for March. 
It'll probably be released on March 40th, 45th, something like that. Our next full length episode, maybe March 50th. Uh, and it's going to be, uh, it, it's in honor of my wedding. And it's also in honor of International Women's Month. And it features uh, returning two films through Curious Alum Devon as we discuss uh, Legally Blonde and Midsummer. And the success of the women in those movies in fields that were dominated, at least in those movies, by men. Also, this is yet another opportunity for me, for one half of Two Films Too Curious, to force another half of Two Films Too Curious (laughs) to watch a horror movie. So that's exciting. Also, Legally Blonde has a musical version, which... Hashtag hot take, I think is better than the movie. And that's coming from someone that loves the movie. It's concise. They tighten it. And the music is great. And it's all on YouTube because MTV filmed it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's really neat. Anyways, that's that's probably our next one. What's our next uh, What Do You Do MCU? I mean, is it it Age of Ultron? Did we do Guardians? We did Guardians. It is Age of Ultron. That's right. Because I watched it and then we ended up not recording it. I'll, I'll watch it again. Me too. We can talk I about that. Movie. We can talk about WandaVision. And I haven't talked about it yet. I'll have to I watch WandaVision. Like we, we have you not watched WandaVision? We've only seen the first couple episodes. On podcast for a minute. You gotta watch WandaVision. <laughs> I know. I wanna, I'm more interested in talking to Winter Soldier, but I have to watch WandaVision first because yeah. it came out first, so they might reference stuff. They might. They might. Also, I feel like this is the first time that we can be relevant, timely, uh, in a while, but I've seen now the four-hour-long Justice League Snyder Cut. We can talk about that. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the Justice League movie, the original one. <laughs> I saw the original one, yeah. So we can talk about that a little bit. Uh, but yeah, we'll uh, probably in the next couple of weeks or so, you'll have Age of Ultron, and then after that, we'll have the other ones. And, but until then, uh, keep watching movies. Stay curious. And uh, we love you. And we love you.